The revolution in artificial intelligence is hitting something very American. The drive-thru. Fast food restaurants are struggling with an ongoing labor shortage, and now some of them are using chatbots to take your order. But how well do these machines really work? And what do they mean for both workers and customers? Our senior personal tech columnist Joanna Stern traveled to Maryland to test an AI drive through at a Hardee's, not once or twice, but over and over again. And she joins me now. All right, Joanna, how many times did you go through the drive through Around 30. I did not eat 30 burgers or 30 orders of fries. Thank you for asking. I did eat a lot of it. I feel okay. It was a few weeks ago. I'm glad to hear you survived. Talk us through how this worked. What was the experience like? Yeah, so I visited this Hardee's on Kent Island in Maryland. And Hardee's, Del Taco, Carl's Jr. have all put in technology from a company called Presto. And what Presto does is take over the drive-through ordering experience with their technology, which is AI-based. You are greeted by a friendly female automated voice. They ask what you would like to order, and you just order as you would. And so I decided I was going to put this chatbot through a little bit of the ringer and ask some ridiculous things <laughs> and play a lot of loud sounds to see how the voice recognition goes. So how does it work? I mean, how does it go from hearing your order to executing it at the end? It works a lot like the systems that we already have for Siri or Alexa. So the system is using speech recognition to convert that text so the AI model can understand what the orderer is talking about or saying. Then that text is interpreted by Presto's natural language understanding model, which will then help it generate a response. And that model is in a way like OpenAI's ChatGPT or what are called large language models in that it understands a certain data set, but it's not based on a large data set. So it's not based on the entire internet. It's based on certain data that the company has programmed it. So after the system has your order, it then goes straight to the kitchen display in the back of the restaurant where people, humans, are going to make that order, package it up, you drive through the drive through and then a human asks for your payment and hands you your food. Overall, what was it like trying to get a, a normal order out of this machine? A normal order, it does very well. I did it many times. I ordered the big hearty combo meal with a large Diet Coke, large fries, extra sauce. Every time it got the order right. So where were some of the stumbles? So out of the 30 or so times I tested this, I really only had a human intercept three times. The first time was I asked for the calories in one of the bacon cheeseburgers. It did not know that answer. So a human had to chime in. The second time, it seemed to like just think that I hadn't ordered yet and it was waiting and waiting and waiting. So a human came on and said, is anybody there basically? And the third time was I actually had to ask for a human. I asked the system if there was gluten in a certain order and it said no. So I asked to speak with a human. Presto says that this was an error and that the company has trained its systems that any allergen information should go to a human. What is the introduction of Presto and just AI drive-through technology generally mean for workers? Industry analysts, restaurant managers I've talked to, employees all really told me the same thing about this technology. And it's not that it replaces restaurant workers right now. It just makes up for the lack of them. Because since the pandemic, these companies and many of these restaurant chains across the U.S., have had a hard time getting employees. For instance, the Hardee's location I visited calls for 18 to 22 employees. 
but has only had 15 to 16 since the pandemic. And that was what Michael Cato, who's the chief operating officer of the Hardee's franchisee that I visited, told me. Now that we have Presto, our frontline personnel are more free to do other things like drop fries, assemble orders, tend to dining room guests, make our hand-dipped ice cream shakes, make sure that quality assurance in every level is to standard. We have no intention of cutting labor. You mentioned this is already rolled out at various chains throughout the country. Where should we expect to see it next? And is this something that's going to expand to more restaurants across the country? Presto itself has said that they are at nearly 350 locations. Wendy's has said that they are also working with this type of technology. It's technology made by Google. They haven't yet rolled that out. White Castle has been working on this. They've rolled it out in a few locations. They are working with a company called SoundHound and MasterCard. And McDonald's has been working with IBM. It's only a matter of time before we all encounter this technology as we're trying to get a burger, or as I call them, burger bots. That was our senior personal tech columnist, Joanna Stern. You can watch her full video about this on our website. Generative artificial intelligence programs like ChatGPT are capable of coming up with creative and natural-sounding responses due to the huge swaths of text they're trained on. But to prevent these systems from saying harmful, violent, or sexual things, low-paid workers in East Africa were hired to do the often traumatizing work needed to filter this material. Karen Howe went to Kenya to speak with some of these quality analysts And she joins me now. Karen, the workers that you met, what were they hired to do? The workers were hired to build a safety filter that is an AI system purely meant to detect harmful, violent, sexual content. So they were given tens of thousands of text passages in batches, and they had to read through them one by one to label Is this violent piece of content extreme graphic violence? Is this sexual content rape or is it bestiality? And they did that day in and day out as their full-time job for five months in order to build an automated safety filter that would be able to screen all of this stuff out of an AI model. Who were they working for? They were working for OpenAI uh, via this outsourcing company called Sama, And Sama is a company that does sort of behind-the-scenes data work for a lot of different U.S. tech giants, including Meta as well. Can you tell us a little bit more about the work? I mean, specifically, what kinds of passages were they looking at, and how do we know that? The kinds of text that they were reviewing, it was coming from multiple different sources. And this is according to a research paper that OpenAI wrote, where it says that it pulled together text from open source data sets that are released by academia or scraped from the internet, like Reddit forums, like the deepest and darkest corners that you can imagine on the internet. And there were also text that was generated by AI itself. The workers described to me that they were originally a few sentences in the beginning, but they started getting longer and longer to five or six paragraphs. So these were really detailed, very graphic descriptions of things, including child sexual abuse, where workers were describing really grotesque beat by beat things that they had to read and that they would visualize in their minds because it was so detailed. How did the workers say that impacted them? We spoke with two workers that directly labeled this stuff 
day in and day out. One was on the violence content team and the other one was on the sexual content team. Alex on the violent content team, he started feeling incredibly socially withdrawn and socially anxious after reading this stuff. Oh, my mental state was was very bad. I had nightmares. I had, uh, I feared people. Maybe I, I see too many people coming. I see violence. If I see someone holding up fork or a razor blade, I see people cutting himself or something like that. At night, I will dream. I will have nightmares. Even I, I'll tell my brother, okay, just come here, sit with me like for five hours before I go to sleep because I need someone to talk to before I go to sleep because if I go to sleep, I'll start screaming or something like that. So many things are going a lot in my mind, yeah. yeah. You also spoke with Mofat Okini on the sexual content team. I want to play a clip from your conversation with him. I'm very proud that I participated in that project, Now Chat GTP is safe. But now, the question I always ask myself, was my input worth what I received in return? Karen, can you tell us a little bit more about his experience? Mofat, he very similarly started feeling high levels of anxiety and depression and started suffering from insomnia. And unfortunately, because he changed so drastically, his wife ended up leaving Mofat has tried to receive psychological counseling, but the estimated cost of psychological counseling is equivalent to his monthly salary. Have Sama or OpenAI commented on this at all, either on these individual cases or the general impact of this kind of work? Sama said that they provided a lot of different uh, mechanisms of support to workers that were going through these types of projects. They had counseling, both group sessions and individual. They had prayer and meditation rooms. They had free lunches, other types of things to try and make sure that the workers were comfortable. And they also did what they call resiliency screenings to make sure that the workers knew beforehand what was the kind of work that they were doing and that they could volunteer with consent. The challenge is these workers live in Nairobi, in Kenya, where it is an extremely low-income country and there's really high levels of unemployment. And the workers explained to me that this project arrived during the peak pandemic and there was just no work to be found. They didn't have any other option but to take it because they needed to pay for their bills. And OpenAI said that they had spent six months vetting an appropriate vendor for this kind of work because they understood that it was going to be sensitive in nature and that it was going to be challenging. And they selected Sama in part because of Sama's track record as a good employer that is able to do this kind of work well. And OpenAI also said that this kind of work ultimately The purpose was not to have these workers doing this really damaging work for no reason. It's for a means to an end. The end being that these systems that OpenAI builds, like ChatGPT, cannot exist and cannot safely exist in the world without the contribution that these workers made. Is there a way to clean up the data without using humans? There is currently no good way to do it without humans. 
there have been attempts within the research community to try and minimize the exposure to humans by designing better tools that automate some of it away or designing a better interface that exposes the workers to the content in shorter periods of time. But right now, automating the stuff away is just not as good as human judgment. All right, that was our reporter, Karen Howe. In these record-breaking heat waves, people who have to work outdoors, like agricultural workers or construction crews, are among the most vulnerable. Earlier today, President Biden announced new steps to protect those workers. Using better weather forecasting, the Department of Labor will develop an alert to signal to employers and employees when heat is going to be dangerous. The department will also beef up inspections of certain work sites. The president noted today that Americans can no longer pretend that we are living in a normal climate. Even those who deny that we're in the midst of a climate crisis can't deny the impact of extreme heat is having on Americans. Americans, like an elderly woman in Phoenix who fell out of her wheelchair and after five minutes on the ground had third-degree burns. Florida is one state that requires no protections for the estimated two million outdoor workers in that state. But one county is hoping to change that. For more on this, we're joined by Nicolas Rivero. He's a climate change reporter for the Miami Herald. Nico, thank you so much for being here. Uh, as we just heard, President Biden is proposing some rules to try to protect outdoor workers. We know the Department of Labor and OSHA are working on some much broader, longer-term plans as well. You have been reporting on the on the troubles that outdoor workers in Florida are having. Can you give us a sense of the things you've been reporting? Absolutely, yeah. So down here in South Florida, as in the rest of the country and the world, we've been going through some record-breaking temperatures this summer. Um, these are the kind of temperatures where the National Weather Service advises that you spend as little time as possible outside, avoid strenuous activity, but a lot of workers don't have any choice but to go to work that day. So we're seeing is outdoor workers in many cases are working in dangerous temperatures without adequate access to water or shaded breaks throughout the day. And just last week, I was at a vigil for a worker who died in the job uh, in southern Miami-Dade County, um, again, because workers just don't have access to the kind of basic protections that you might need to stay safe in, in high temperatures. And you were talking about, some, like, what are those kinds of protections? They may seem self-evident, but what are the things that employers have been urged to do to try to protect people? Yeah, so workers are asking for three basic things, water, shade, and rest, right? So adequate access to water and clean water. In some cases with farm workers, they might store water next to pesticides, and that water's dirty and workers don't want to drink it. Um, also, breaks throughout the day, regular breaks. Many workers only get one break, and that's for lunch in the middle of the day, and then they're working four, six, maybe eight hours straight without a break. Um, and then just somewhere on the job site where there is shade. So if a worker needs to get out of the sun and cool off a little bit, they can. And I understand from your reporting that there is an effort by one county to try to enshrine some of those protections. What, what is the proposal? Yeah, so commissioners in Miami-Dade County uh, proposed a bill last week 
that would mandate a, a couple of things. The first is training for workers on how to recognize the signs of heat stroke and other heat illnesses and how to administer first aid in an emergency. Uh, and then on hot days where the heat index hits 90 degrees or above, it would require employers to make sure workers have access to enough water, give them 10 minute breaks every two hours throughout their working day and have some place in the job site where there is shade. And it, and it has penalties for companies that fail to do that. And right now, there are no requirements on, on companies in Florida to do things like that. They may, but there are no requirements to do so. That's right. Uh, in Miami, like much of the rest of the country, there are no requirements at the local, state, or federal level that specifically create protections for heat for workers. Uh, the only protections that do exist are uh, the federal level, where OSHA has what's called its general duty clause, which means employers have a broad requirement to create a safe workplace for workers, but there aren't specific rules that say you have to give workers water or you have to give them a certain amount of breaks throughout the day. And so one of the provisions you're talking about is is training workers to be able to, uh, to understand when one of their colleagues is in trouble and then teaching them how to act. I mean, that's a, that's a, a lot to ask. It is, but I mean, it's, it's one of the things actually that workers want the most because they've told me, I don't know what to do if my friend is in trouble. And if I don't know what to do, he could die. And so workers want to have this knowledge. They want to have this training so that they can look out for each other. And what have employers, generally speaking, said about this proposal? Well, a lot of companies will say that they voluntarily are already doing the right thing. They already give their workers access to water. They already give them breaks throughout the day. And it's true um, that many companies are voluntarily doing some of these things. But what I hear from workers and worker advocacy groups is that many companies are falling down on one or more parts of this. So they're not giving adequate water throughout the day or some of them, you know, this doesn't seem like a heat related thing, but they don't have bathrooms in the job site. So workers feel like they shouldn't drink too much water because they won't have an opportunity to go through the bathroom in the day. And that too creates danger. So companies may do parts of the right thing to do, but they, they may not do it all consistently. So do you have any sense of, of how likely it is that this proposal will pass? Well, uh, in Miami-Dade County, it passed its first reading uh, with a unanimous 11 to 0 vote. Now it goes into committee where it could be changed or it could be modified or voted down. Um, and then afterwards, it has to pass a final uh, vote from the full commission. It seems likely that it could pass in the county. Now, the danger is uh, that the state of Florida could preempt that, as they have with many local regulations. And in fact, Texas last month preempted similar rules um, in Austin and Dallas. The state legislature came in and undid what the local governments did in that case. As I mentioned, you're a, a climate change reporter for the Herald. And is it your sense that employers have broadly taken on the idea that it's not like we're in a new normal and now it's all of a sudden going to be this hot consistently, but the projections are that this will continue to go up and get worse? Is it your sense employers appreciate that and, and are making plans for that future? No, I mean, I think what you hear a lot is, especially in South Florida, it's always hot. Summers have always been hot here. Um, but I think if you look at this summer in particular, you can see it, it really never has been this hot. It truly has been a record-breaking summer uh, on any number of metrics in terms of heat. So, you know, I don't think that we can keep doing the same old things and expect them to keep working in a climate that is working, uh, that is warming, and where our hottest days are becoming more common. All right, Nicholas Rivero, climate reporter for the Miami Herald. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me.
If I'm a slave, call me a slave. Don't tell me that I'm a free person and I'm still a slave. Nine black employees are suing this nursing home, Florella Health and Rehabilitation. They say they were subject to racial abuse and discrimination, even physical abuse at times, from co-workers and residents. Four of them still work there. What strikes me about this case, and some cases like it that we're litigating in other places, is how comfortable some of the folks at Florella Rehabilitation were with their own bigotry. Artur Davis is representing the nine women. He says his black clients have worked in a racially discriminatory hostile environment, often being called the N-word or referred to as slaves or being addressed as the little black girls by white staff members at work. They say black staff members were often disproportionately assigned to the part of the building or hall with patients who require more care. When you're literally told you can't work in a particular hall, when you're literally told that you're a descendant of slaves, so you ought to be accustomed to serving people, when you hear the N-word used constantly, including by people in a supervisory role, you lose your dignity. Davis says at one point, the verbal abuse turned physical when a white staff member pulled the hair of one staffer and referred to her as horsehead. Another staff member claims she was assaulted by a white resident with a makeshift knife because of her race. Staff members also claim black residents sometimes receive poor care. There's the one particular example we single out of the complaint of a person who was 105 pounds being left essentially in their own squalor with no clothes for several hours with nothing being done when we all know they're supposed to be regular checks at these kinds of facilities. We reached out to the parent company of the nursing home, NHS Management. They claim they have just learned about these complaints. They declined an interview, but spokesperson Joe Perkins released a statement saying, our attorneys are looking into the substance of the lawsuit and are not commenting on the substance at this time. The values and policies of NHS management do not tolerate the behaviors we understand are described in this lawsuit. But Davis says these complaints have been reported and management called them hearsay and wouldn't investigate. Staffers say they were retaliated against for complaining. One nurse's aide wanted to cut back on work, citing widespread discrimination. One employee said it's so bad, I want to reduce my hours to part time so I don't have to come in as much. They agreed to do it, and then they stopped giving her work altogether. The staff members say they want to hold Florella Rehab accountable for what they call an indifference to hate. Reporting, Robert Smith, WDHN News, for the Wiregrass. And the home parent company, NHS Management, owns and operates dozens of nursing homes across Alabama, Florida, Arkansas, as well as Missouri. You can read more about the allegations on our web story at WDHN.com. There you can also read the entire lawsuit filed by the nine women. We'll let you know about any future developments in this case. Now I really understand what they mean.
Greetings from Colmac, Suffolk County, Long Island. The DPW employee at the center of this case says he was repeatedly subjected to racist and other discriminatory behavior, not just by his co-workers, but also by his supervisors. He adds he was intimidated into silence. That is, until now. 38-year-old Julio Germain has spent the last four years working for the Suffolk County Department of Public Works and says so far he's been unable to get ahead on the job. Knowing that I have uh, a learning disability, continue to use it against me, call me stupid. Much of that time, he says, involved being subjected to discriminatory and racist treatment, including intentionally and repeatedly playing a South Park television episode that uses the N-word. <laughs> That's the culture there in the county. When I turn around, white power, and I have a whole bunch of white people putting their hands up like this. I would get my lunchbox searched and say, hey, where's the watermelon? Where's the, the grape? And uh, I'll have the, the boss saying, crusty and that if they want to beat their they, they monkeys in public, that's their business. Nobody should be working in an environment like that, especially a government uh, you know, entity. Julio says after he reported the allegedly racist conduct, management ignored and then retaliated against him by denying him promotions. That's what they're telling me. Don't make waves. Julio finally reached his breaking point, hired a lawyer and filed a complaint with the New York State Division of Human Rights. In their official determination letter, the regional director writes, quote, after investigation, the division has determined that it has jurisdiction in this matter and that probable cause exists to believe that the respondent, that Suffolk County DPW, has engaged in or is engaging in the unlawful discriminatory practice complained of. Adding, quote, notably, respondent proffers nothing to address the alleged racially charged comments attributed to co-workers and supervisors alike. There's going to be a hearing on this. Julio's attorney, Andrew Lee. If this was not systemic, someone from higher up would have done something, cleaned house, and made him feel welcomed and part of the workforce. This is wrong. In response to Julio's allegations, the Suffolk County Executive's Office declined to comment, citing pending litigation and an open investigation. As for Julio Germain, now that his claims have been affirmed by the State Division of Human Rights, he's now also considering a lawsuit against Suffolk County. In Comac, New York, Jay Dow, PIX11 News. My black brother, they say Julio Germain said they would play the South Park episode. South Park is uh, Denver, Colorado, right where, uh, you know the bombing and all. so they would play the South Park episode where they talk about negras they would play that on the job and so <laughs> it was I think two or three different parts of that I had to, to go back and rewind I almost did the rewind thing but you know let's just get to it but so they they play the South Park repeatedly in the workplace and snicker about that they said they would go and check his lunchbox which I think is standard right because you know the niggers we sneak in crack cocaine and methamphetamine and you know everything else got a razor to cut somebody too probably they said they checked his lunch pail and he had they said, Where, where's the watermelon watermelon nigger where, where the watermelon 
And so I got that. Okay, okay, okay. And then they said, where is now? I thought they said, where's the rape? And I was like, what? Where's the rape? We do rape with so many, but that doesn't really. And I had to go back and say, oh, they said, where's the grape? They'd be like, grape Kool-Aid, where's the grape? Right, of course we don't eat fruits like grapes. Only thing we eat is watermelon. But grape, where's the grape? <sighs> White people ignorant about racism. In New York State, no less, too. It's not even in Mississippi or Alabama or anything like that. That's a government job, too. And y'all are watermelon and playing the song. <laughs> Woo. If we have any folks, if they play deliberately, play songs or television programs deliberately to practice racism on the job, you have to let me know. Like that, I think. What's it? Uh, black brother at the courthouse. He said that they would go and put one of the white dudes there. He would go and turn the television to Fox and he would take the batteries out of the remote control when it was a black person. He would come, I guess this is like the lunch area or break area or whatever. He would do this and he would wait specifically for when this black guy was going to come in and use this area. He'd say, oh, I'm going to fix his wagon. And bam, he would lock it on Fox. They'd be stuck on old Bill O'Reilly or somebody who's been fired, Tucker Carlson. And you just got to be stuck with that. Tucker Carlson today. He'd say, oh, yeah. They're going to say, yeah, you can't even change the TV. They broke it. Oh, well, I guess we just have to listen to this. <laughs> that sort of thing. They got the Carmen snicker on him. Come on, man. Come on. Do you do any black people? Are you aware? Anybody? If you can think in the history of your work experience. Black people say, oh, man, we got one or two white people that they stuck down here with us in the uh, colored section. They fixing to get it today. We listening to Al Sharpton all day long. Louis Farrakhan all day long. Then we're going to come in tomorrow. Malcolm X all day long. Like, you know, I, I wouldn't even, and unless that's what it is, we're just going to play content talking about white supremacy racism and calling out what they have done. And other than that, like, and I couldn't imagine a workplace where that would be allowed. You play Obama speeches all day long. <laughs> Like, I couldn't I couldn't imagine most workplaces like man you talk about disgruntled employee but I have heard that before like yes we, we even at work no less can play cartoons specifically to upset the black employees what does it mean to be white Neutralizing Workplace Racism, Context of White Supremacy, Gusty Renegade, in for another broadcast, hopefully to share constructive information on the system of white supremacy. Today's date, Friday, July 28, 2023, so I have been told. Our weekly broadcast, Neutralizing Workplace Racism. Not for spectators. If you have figured out, hey, they do not stop me. Got to scan your lunch pail. No, you don't just have chicken wings in there. You might have a crowbar. I don't know. Tech nine crack cocaine. All of the above. 
They don't do that. They don't make crude jokes about you. They don't have, I don't know, Friday looped at work, mock you as being Craig, Ice Cube. They don't do that. You are treated as a valued, competent employee. You are compensated as such. They don't do the old wage theft on you. You have to go and scrape and fight. You are paid on time. They don't renege. If you want a vacation or what have you, you need two or three days off. They don't give it to you. Then ha, ha, no, ooh, ooh, ha, nope, nope, nope. Ha, yes, nope, yep, yep. They don't do that. They give it to you. They don't nag you when you go on vacation or day off or both. They allow you, hey, you work, you did your time, you exit promptly. No name calling, call you by your correct name every time. Let us know how did you accomplish all of this. Many of us, myself included, would really appreciate the opportunity to see if we can mimic some of your workplace comforts. The number 720-716-7300. The code 564-943-POUND. Press star 61 if you would like to participate. Number again, 720 7300 the code 564-943-POUND. Press star 61 if you would like to participate. The email untiljustice at gmail.com untiljustice at gmail.com Dot com. Again, not for spectators. Let us know if you figured out some things that uh, work well to solve problems in the workplace. Certainly, if you are having problems and would appreciate uh, counter racist perspective, uh, try to think through things, use a little logic, use uh, policy and procedure. Uh, see if you can figure out the best way to try to minimize some of your difficulties at work. Uh, let's see, get to some of the reports that we heard at the beginning, some of our emails as well, folks who dialed in. Uh, for one, that first segment, or I guess the first two, they're related even though in different ways, but the technology in the workplace, that alone is reason enough to try to just be mindful. Pay attention, do some investigating on a regular basis to kind of see what are they talking about, what are the latest developments on the job in terms of how technology is being used uh, or abused in the workplace uh, there I mean it's just there's so many developments that first report alone uh, where they were talking about the different uh, fast food companies that are beginning to employ uh, burger bots as they were called in the segment but some form of a bot to take your order through the window now I guess at this point they still have a human at some point in all of this to actually put the fries and burger in your actual hand I guess but it would seem like that would be pretty easy to have some sort of 
conveyor belt contraption or what have you uh, that just kind of because all you need is a robotic arm that's pretty limited you already got the voice technology set up and what have you so really all you need is like a robot hand to grab and you know boop boop that's pretty easy um, So, but I guess they aren't there quite yet uh, they just have the bot doing the answer portion of it wow that is just from a workplace portion of it like man I totally think within the next 10 years so 23 yeah I think by 2035 you could have a substantial number I'm in Seattle some of that could be that as well they already have the uh, stores with no clerk right Amazon did all that Uh, so it is very conceivable for me within the next 10 years it could be that you have a number of fast food type restaurants where either there's a limited number of people or you could have a whole interaction if you go to especially drive through where there is no human interaction unless there's like a special you know issue and you know is it gluten free and can I get you know hot french fries with no salt and you know some other craziness like oh well, uh, wait a minute and get a human but other than that like if it's just a standard you're just going to get a Big Mac or whatever it called Junior or White Castle whatever the standard order is oh yeah by 2035 two, I could easily see that being a totally uh, no human contact transaction which also would I suspect mean the elimination of quite a few jobs uh, and man they talk about jobs for younger people unskilled jobs where if you're just trying to make a few bucks uh, for the moment until you think of something else like that would be a huge one to be eliminated they were already talking about trucking I'd say probably the same thing for that they're talking about the big semis 18 wheelers nick over the road type trucks I would say maybe another 10 years and yep you'll probably see lots of robots doing that as well driving the truck maybe all of it driving and unloading the truck loading and or unloading and then the restaurant aspect too so I mean it could look totally different Uh, folks would have to let me know if you you know work in the fast food industry if we have any folks who are entrepreneurs you own a restaurant or uh, one of the executives in one of those chains or what have you can kind of see some of these developments going if you work someplace and have seen this technology uh, in use already just wow times are a changing now like I said there was two so you heard the other component of that the chat bots and the people who have to go in and the refining of these codes and all of that to make sure that they're not giving responses that are racist violent vile they go and track this to go nab some Kenyans they go get Obama's cousins and such and tell them yes you all get to it and uh, all this ghastly content that you got to look at people being violent and harming each other and racist and all of that you got to sit there and and, and imbibe what 10 hours 8 hours of that 5 6 days a week who knows and then the impact that it had on them I'm not surprised one because they've had other reports talking about this and how this work of editing uh, for meta some of these other AI and social media giants they pawn that off on the Negros across the pond one I've heard all this before in terms of people who their job is to view 
this sort of content. There's quite a few people, law enforcement and other folks where they might have to view this sort of con- might like might be an all day thing, you know, to just have to sit and view this sort of thing. And they said that, that has an impact. Uh, people end up needing counseling. They said for some folks, it's only a limited amount of time that you can even do that job. For some people, you can only do it for three, four years and that's it done because it, it can be so traumatizing. You heard that people saying that they couldn't sleep. They would have increased anxiety. They would be around people and someone picks up a fork and is like, oh my God, they're about to stab someone. Oh, you know, and all just because you've seen all that. I've heard that before. We've had guests who talked about that before. Law enforcement officials who talked about that before. So I mean, white people at this point, they already know. Yep, that's going to happen. They could have set this up correctly, made counseling a part of the job. Not some check in, just, oh, you okay? All right, get in there. Yeah, yeah, get, in, get that. No, no, no. We'll just include that. We already know this is really toxic work, but it's important. We can't pawn this off on the bots right now. We got to have some people to do it. So at minimum, if we're going to stick the negras on the continent, if we're going to stick them with this work, at least we'll get some counselors. You know, that could be some more jobs, right? Some people get some culturally competent counselors to come in, get some more of Obama's relatives to come in and, you know, sit down with them. They could have some tea and some watermelon, get them a hug and a few extra days that they could have done it that way. Nah, nah, nah. And then, then they stick that in too. Well, see, it's voluntary, you know. We didn't go out and whip anybody, you know. We're not the Mau Mau's. We don't go out and kill people and tell them, you got to come in here and edit get people in a vulnerable position where hey really don't have a choice we had the rona and all the shutdowns and obama isn't in office anymore we can't call him up for a favor man we hurting yes the the negras always hurting all over the world incidentally negras always hurting Let's see. The They even got the meditation room. I think Z's mom told us about that. She said she worked with all the white women. They got the book club, the meditation room. Where you can go in there, got the extra uh, motor for the breast pump and all that. So you can go in there and do your business and do your mothering. So at least we got the meditation room over in Kenya. Mm. Let's see. Um they had the and even with the chatbots all of that suffering for black people in Kenya to you know make sure that these chatbots are courteous and friendly and don't all of a sudden burst out and start cursing you um, who's predominantly using these chatbots who do you think is benefiting from all of the, the courteous chat GPT and all the rest of it I know I've you know talked about my use of the bot a little bit here and there but I think for the most part hmm uh, they had the segment they talked about the workers in the heat uh, personally I know we've had some folks uh, cows listeners who said you know they do not agree they don't think it's global warming or climate change or whatever it is cool in the gang I'm not a scientist I do know all of this uh, extraordinary heat that we are experiencing I don't remember that that does seem a bit odd knew it even here in Seattle some of the heat waves that we've had over the last 10 years and record-breaking heat it does seem to fit a pattern either way if you are a non-white person and you have to be outside the cause 
the why of it would really be kind of irrelevant. Uh, if you have to be outside in 110 degree heat, man, I wouldn't care what it is like. Jesus Christ, can we get a tea? Ice cubes, can we get extra breaks? Shade, air conditioning, Jesus, all of the above, cooling suit. Uh, they were talking in Florida, I guess when they're not telling us that slavery was the most wonderful thing ever and we should really be thankful for it. I said, well, I guess maybe we ought to go ahead and take some steps to protect the workers. If they're going to have to be outside and it's going to be broiling, might not be good for tourism if the workers are getting broiled every day. As I said, that might have to be your black self-respect, whatever type job that you have. And even if you have a job that's inside the parking, man, you got uh, places like in Arizona, I think they said Phoenix, they broke a record with consecutive days of 110 degree plus heat. Places like that where, oh my God, yes, thank God, we are air conditioned inside for our work day, have to be. But man, you go outside, you dodge just trying to put your key in the car. Much less sit down, Jesus Christ. That might have to be black self-respect. Is anything we can do? Shade the parking lot or anything of that nature. Um, you know, safety for that, much less if you're outside, like it might have to be a whole list of things, but worker safety. And again, especially if you're in areas, they say Florida always has uh, hot weather. Same thing they would say for Texas, Southern California, places like that. Uh, I guess, I don't know. Phoenix didn't say they always have 110 degree heat. It is the desert, but I don't know if it's that hot. If it's not normally super hot in your area, Hey, times are a changing. We got chatbots at McDonald's. We got 110 degree heat. We have to do things a little differently. Speak up, black self-respect, water, breaks, shade, all of the above, cooling suits. Uh, incidentally, it remains a little, I don't know. It's 78 degrees Fahrenheit here in Seattle. It has really not been very different from what the weather typically is in Seattle really at any part the only time that we had abnormally hot weather was in the spring back like so-called Mother's Day then we were getting 90 degree days back then that were you know record-breaking heat and all that for about a week but in terms of the actual summer it's been normal 77 degrees every day here in Seattle anyway uh, the segment they were talking about Artur Davis and the I would call them healthcare workers, elder care workers. They're working these elderly patients, uh, nursing facility and all of the racism they said from other staff and the residents. I have heard that over and over and over for years. And that's another one to consider when they talk about the silver tsunami older white people and they're going to need care and someone to change my bedpan and move me over so I don't get bed sores and all the rest of it Ooh-wee. you are going to have huge numbers of race soldiers in that position old Mark Furman too frail to wipe his own backside can you help me nigra oh that Arenthal James I hated him <laughs> lord Jesus and racist to boot I've read, I mean, they have tons of cases like this where they are become physically abusive and verbally abusive and all the rest of it. 
that would be a big one to think about even before going into that field. Do I really want to tolerate all of that? Not just from your other colleagues, the clients. How much abuse do I want to take from an 80-year-old racist? Barely remember their own name. Wearing a diaper and calling me a nigra. Horsehead. I don't know. Mr. Artur Davis, he's the attorney for some of the victims in all of this. And he said that one of the most shocking things about all of this was that the racist clients and staff presumably that they had grown comfortable with their bigotry hey hey racist man racist and I mean particularly these folks I've been practicing racism white supremacy for seven eight decades I am real comfortable on this here plantation I've been saying nigra so long like I didn't forgot a whole lot of things, but I ain't forgot nigra. I'm super comfortable. <laughs> like I'm woo man, I'm comfortable like your best house shoes. Staff, clients, all of the above. I guess maybe if he was talking about the staff where they had got that comfortable with their racist that's what they she said they were they uh talked about them uh the little black girls who worked there, see? Not men and women, boys and guys, they're not ignorant about racism at all. Now, all of that would just be write that down, write that down. The safety thing now that would be totally different. Do not ever put your hands on me. But all of that, write that down, write that down. Mm-hmm. Little gals, nigger this, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. slave, you should know you're a slave. See, that's another one where no way, man, no way, man. <laughs> Don't call me enslaved. I'm not with the enslaved. I'm not with N-word. I'm not with any of that. All of that is a part of the sand. They said we've got to clean things up. See, No, no, no. I'm not with the sanitized. That's a part of how we got in the confusion. Folks say, hey, if I'm a slave, call me a slave. If I'm a nigger, you call me a nigger. Now, if they're going to sit around and say, oh, man what's the problem yes we put you down for you to go and do the extra hard back-breaking labor you're negros you're slaves you're descended from slaves you you accustomed to hard work you all you you all that's all you know hard-working black people slaves get on down out of here boys and gals now if that's what it is i'm not pretty enough nothing that they meant we are enslaved and none of the rest of it. We've been incorporated workforce and uh, non-volunteer workforce. I wouldn't care how else you want to say it. If we are Negro slaves, call us Negro slaves. Make it clear. I can put that down in my journal and we can go evaluate how I want to deal with all of this. That's not confusion about racism, white supremacy. That is, we are very straight on what the nigger is, particularly how the nigger relates to us. Anywho, last segment, that was the one I already talked about where they were scanning old Julio Germain, scanning his lunchbox, where's the watermelon? They played the South Park at the work, said they would do the salutes, said he would turn and they would the white power. Do they have cameras? I'd be wondering, do they have cameras on this job? What do I need to do to get 
records of the white power salute so that I can add that to my lawsuit as well as the checks of the lunchbox like if that did happen if we got that on camera I'd like to request see if I can get video footage of that as well I'm so thankful they're proceeding with his uh, lawsuit hopefully he'll do well he'll get let millions uh, of dollars so that he can retire early and I don't know become an entrepreneur or what have you but uh, if that is your type of work environment take lots of notes document keep your composure because that is the main thing when they do the the South Park they want a reaction even that you know the where's the watermelon and uh, they want you what do you mean watermelon I'll kill you let's go he could have brought it that's what they want chimp out they love that sort of thing to play the Carmen uh, in the South Park all the time and laugh sit around and snicker about it and mm-hmm. I would check policy and proceed. Said, are we supposed to be playing TV like that? That all, I think even some non-white people have mentioned that here before on neutralizing workplace racism about non-white people watching TV on the job. I, all of that just strikes me as being so unprofessional. I guess if you're in the break room and you're going to watch TV, I guess, but I mean, just flat out in the work area area in your cubicle in your office during work hours and you got you know whatever on netflix that just wow (laughs) is is this allowed that's always what i'm thinking is this allowed this this is professionalism being displayed everybody the janitor everybody who works here they just break out the tv and we're gonna binge watch a little bit of Dahmer. maybe we'll come out and talk about it for five minutes at the water cooler I don't know. Anyway, uh, I would not participate in any of the workplace viewing. I think I've said that before. I wouldn't do the workplace music either unless it's something uh, soothing. Piano, uh, instrumentation, uh, Baroque music, something that's just about concentration and kind of light in the background. Anything that's rowdy and that, 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 that. And we've had that one before, too, where race soldiers on the job, they would come and play music that has nigger this, nigger that, nigger this, nigger that. And then when somebody says something about it, like, hey, whoa, 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 we listen to a little tunes every day. What, what do you mean? What's, what's, I love Nelly. I love Kanye. What do you mean? What, what's the problem? See, they do that old thing. So I would, you know, I would not play any music on the job I certainly wouldn't play anything that had any you know profanity nigger anything like that on the job and I would really lean to it let's be professional like this is not we do do we want clients calling up and they hear that in the background filth flooring filth flooring that's what we want any hoodles just the, one of the many ways that they practice racism in the workplace uh, let's see I will get the phone lines and then we'll share some of the emails. The email address is untiljustice at gmail.com untiljustice at gmail.com. The number again, seven, two, zero, seven, one, six, seven, three hundred. The code five, six, four, nine, four, three pound. Press star six one if you would like to participate. Let's see. Uh, 
Ah, Bay Area Mom. See her. I'll nab other folks as I see hands. Bay Area Mom, if you have commentary, proceed. Hi, thank you for taking my call. Greetings to you and everyone participating. I was listening to the clip. Um, it sounds like it was one of those those care homes. And um, it, I guess they're not changing the, the adults' record. The, just the care in general is awful. And I don't understand. I, I remember... Um, wanting to work at, this is in my younger years, wanting to work at a very expensive um, care home in Oakland Hills. And um, I never did. I never applied. But it the smell, it's awful. And um, I don't like mistreatment of elders. And I don't understand. I, I get it that you may not be paid enough or whatever it is, but I don't get the mistreatment. If there's staff there, and then I get it too when they give the uh, the more complicated uh, clients to the black people. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking. I was, I, I was listening to uh, some, um, soothing sounds and uh, there's a facility it uh, seems like there's some kind of facility up the street and this lady is a Caucasian looking lady that's coming out of the facility and I guess there's black people that work there so they must be arguing with the people that are inside of the facility because the lady comes up under the window talking on her phone complaining about it and um I I just hate I hate when you take I get it, but I hate when you take jobs like that, and then you take it out on the people that you're supposed to be caring for. I I, I just don't like that aspect of it, and I don't like when they're not the needs aren't met adequately, and and I don't like the heavy load the heavy burden on black staff because that is heavy, and they do. They do give us heavy work because I've done, um, I've never worked in a facility, but I would go in your home and, yeah, and the expectations are high and the pay is not very great. But you just find another job. I don't know. So my workplace racism, so I'm at the new school. I'm not at the school that I was at for six weeks. I'm at this new one. And, um, boy, those Spanish-speaking people, they really, they really, uh, dominate certain fields. And, um, I guess janitorial could be one. Um, the head, whomever is Spanish, and I already figured that he would be, um, the, there's other people there, three other Spanish ladies. And me and the black guy, the black guy has been there. He's been doing all this stuff for years, I guess, apparently. And he's been at that school working before as well, lots of times. So he knows the school very well. Um, But that's not how he's treated. (laughs) So um, 
everybody speaks in Spanish. So there's three ladies. One lady, maybe she could be, she's familiar with the school. And I'm sure all of them are familiar with doing the work, especially in the summer. Because they all, you know, link up and look out. Oh, do you need the summer? You know, they all look, they all pull each other in. Um, so, um, they all talk in Spanish. It's very annoying. There's, um, a uh, uh, looks some kind of Asian guy. He looks Asian to me. Guy, um, that works there. Um, uh, short guy, um. He's been there for years. It seems like several, several years, like way over ten. And um, he's the, he's the only one that's friendly. In in all honesty, he's the only one that'll make you feel like they don't mind you coming back the next day. The rest of them, they communicate in Spanish, and then they might grace you with something real quick in English for you to do. And it's like, all right, well, one, two, three, four, five, six over there, and then everything else is in Spanish. So we all sit together. I don't go off for lunch. I just stay around with them because I don't know what to do. It's all different. The cleaning is different. Everything is different. The system's different. And then the Spanish, they all talk together, so they already know what they're going to do. And it's like, oh, you, okay, well, lift this, do this, pull this, do this, do this. No problem. So what they didn't expect was for me to, I'm working there, I'll be there all year. All school year, when school starts, I'll be there. Not scrubbing toilets, but I'll be there. Um, so it's, oh. So um, the guy I talked with, the, I talked with the guy, Don. And um, he's uh, he's very nice, um, older, and... Um, we were just talking about a lot of little things and then he brought up one of the children and I said, I know that child. And, um, he was saying how much, how he's friendly with the child, but the child is a trouble all through this. He's just had a hard time and I already knew he had a hard time. And, um, He's like, yeah, I give him, I, you know, I talk to him, I give him candy and all this stuff. I said, okay, that's, that's it. he takes candy from you, okay. So um, the principal came yesterday. Um, she, I seen her another day, but she just, you know, hola, you know, because they all talked in Spanish. So um, she, um, she's talking to me, and then I'm talking to her, and then she's said something and then I um she's like I your face is familiar I said I'll be RBT I'll be RBT then I came here for the open house and um so we're just talking and then so the uh other guy uh I'll call him Dom so he um he came over and he said oh yeah she's the guy's BFF and then um she said oh we need his BFF here. I said, okay, well, yeah, I do. I do know. I know the little boy. And so she said, we need him here. We need you here. He had a rough year last year. I said, okay. So the Spanish ladies are listening, but they can't really hear because they're in there dominating all the chores. Because what I've also noticed with these Spanish-speaking people is they 
like to make it look as if they work better than we do. So I noticed with the communication in Spanish and everything you're doing in Spanish and everything you're doing in a group is to make the non-Spanish speaking people look as if they're not as active as you or together as you or in sync as you. I get it. And then so when I we get instructions, the one that doesn't understand the language that they're speaking, it's just real quick. One, two, three, four. And then it's with like uh, you're agitated a little that you have to. And if one doesn't understand because you guys are already, you know, working over there, over there, over there. So and then the way they work, the ladies, they'll get to sleep and you're sleeping and here you come, you're stepping down on a dust mop because you're right up under me sleeping. What are you doing? Or if you're dusting, high dusting, the guys normally high dust on the ladder. That's high dusting. It's not stretch dusting. So we stretch dust because we're not on ladders unless we're in the halls. But in the classrooms, they don't use ladders. They only use them in the hall. So they're dusting. It's like, okay, get the dust. So where's the protective eye there? Oh, it's someone, I don't know, one somewhere, I don't know. What the, What you mean you don't know? You've been here at least six weeks. I don't understand. I don't know. It's dust everywhere. The uh, the other guy, um, he's just like, well, why don't you open some doors? They don't have door stoppers open the doors. There's one lady left. I didn't see her till the next day. Then she says, Oh, well, since um, you dusted yesterday, I'll do it today. And she only said that and said, because you guys are going to try to kill us with all this dust. There's a way that you do that with the dust. You got us closed in with the dust. It's high dust. It's it's been there for at least a year. And we fling it out all over the place, and there's nothing to protect you. Thank goodness I always bring my mask. So, um then it's, then they open the doors now. So now the doors are open because the other lady, you know, the, the, the three Spanish ladies are doing the dusting, so now we're going to open the door so we can breathe. And, um, okay, you can just clean the windows or something. So anything floor stripping, okay, well, you can just, uh, we don't know. We'll think that we don't know what to say to you. And, and so the head of the who, the three of the, the three Spanish ladies, the one that's the head or the one that maybe she does it all day during the school year, she barely speaks English. And then her little friend or whomever, the another assistant, she barely speaks English. And then the one that does speak English is the 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 kitchen, the little cafeteria lady. She's the one that serves the food in the cafeteria normally. So I'm just like, this is crazy. Then the guy that used to be the head custodian there that quit came by in his 19-something car to show off the car. So they're standing outside. And then for us, we don't have keys, me and the other black guy. We have to ask these bathroom. Well, I do because the women lock the bathroom door. They make sure it's locked. And you can leave it unlocked and then lock it um, at the end of the day. Nobody's in there. It's all caged in. you got to have codes to get in. So you're doing it on purpose. So it doesn't bother me because I know how to make the food, too. So I'm, oh, do you mind if I have access to the restroom because I can't get in? Sure. So I'll just keep it lit. Do you mind if I have access to the restroom? Because I'd like to go. Oh, we're going to take a break. Oh, we can take a break now? Oh, well, great, because I'd like to go to the bathroom. Oh, well, 
why is that? Because you have the key, and I don't. And I don't think I should tell you every time I use the bathroom. But since we can take a break, can you open the bathroom door so I can use it? Well, that's not good for you. you know. I, mean? I didn't stand that. But since I have to ask to use the restroom, this is one that I mind. Thank you. So I use the restroom. The lady with the key that's probably in some kind of charge of the ladies, she doesn't lock the bathroom door. So I go in the bathroom. There's two stalls, and she's sitting there on the dirty toilet. And and she's like, oh, I'm like, well, you didn't lock the door. What the? I had to go in the other stall. And so then um, <laughs> the day I come in the bathroom, and so she locks the stall. So I just start laughing. I like the stall. Now, Husky, I see your shoes. I already know you're in here. I don't, I'm not going to walk in on you. And not only that, she used the other bathroom, not the one that I walked in on her on. And I just was laughing while she was using the bathroom, and I just came out and washed my hands. So what I did do is download a translator, download a translator, because I don't like all that Spanish talk, and I got to sit in there with you all this time, and you're talking in Spanish, and I don't know what you're saying. So when I downloaded the translator, they're talking about um, some Filipino guy. The guy was talking about how um, the guy that used to work there was talking about how they don't want to advance you. And then so was the other Spanish ladies. Um, they talk a lot about a lot of other um, stuff. But um, when the principal was talking to me, they wanted to know what we were talking about. One of the ladies, the kitchen lady, asked, oh, what was she saying? What was she talking What did she say? I said, she's talking about that grass, you know, the way it was cut. So the principal came back to take pictures of the way it was cut because it was it was cut real they didn't do a good job, whomever did the landscaping, whomever did it. And so she took pictures. And then that's when they started Yeah, no, huh, yeah, yeah. See this this and this and this. Yeah. They should have did this, they should have did this. And I said, Yeah, it is it doesn't it doesn't look great. I wouldn't want that, you know, I would want it I wouldn't want that to be my finished work. And so this morning, because the principal was talking to me and she was talking to me longer, it wasn't just like that. We were talking about a lot of things. We ended up going outside and kind of going over, sweeping up all the debris from over where all the bushes and trees are, and there's a lot in that area. We ended up sweeping up all that, sweeping up the leaves. Then they want to go in where the trees are and get all the loose debris. I said, so in the landscape, because you know, everything is in Spanish. Okay, so in the landscape, are you pulling out stuff that isn't um, the rocks and things? Are you are you doing that? No, just the wood chips only or whatever this is? Yeah, well, that's what we're trying to do. Oh, no problem. Just want to know. So that's what I did. I, I peeled out everything, and I'm sweeping up all the stuff so I can sit through it because I can always brush the little uh, wood chips and stuff back. I just want the stuff that isn't wood chips and that leaves and all that. So that's what I'm doing. So the Spanish head lady coming to me, oh, no, 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 ma'am, 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 miss, 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 no, you don't have to do that. What are you talking about? No, we just want the big stuff out of there, the stuff like that, not all of that. I said, do you see any of this in the garbage? No. I said, what I'm trying, if you listen, what I'm trying to do is what you said. Get the large stuff out, and then I just smooth over the wood chips, smooth it back over with no debris inside. Oh, 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 okay, okay, thank you, thank you. Ugh. So I, I, 
I have so much, I have enough of all of that. So I just kind of stay to myself. And then, you know, um, at lunch, I go to my car and then I saw the, uh, the guy that I want to call Dom. He came, Oh, I, I was thinking about you. And I said, Oh, and this other gentleman told me to tell you hi. He, he just told me to tell you hi because we were talking about his iguanas. And, uh, he was like, I'll see it. Oh man, can I show you some pictures? So he shows us some pictures. There's just some students, but the staff, the Spanish speaking lady staff, they were like, wait a minute, what is he doing with her? <sighs> so right after that, it's a different feel. So after yesterday, it's a different, it's, it's a little different. So even the, um, head, whoever custodian, did you meet the principal? And then the uh, other guy yesterday, she met her yesterday. Yeah, we were talking about her BFF. And so uh, he's like, oh, okay, is that the kid that you're coming for? I said, no, no. I'm coming with, I'm, I'm not coming for him. I'm, I don't even know what's going on. I just know if he's here, I'm I'm, I'm looking out for him. He's not going to be here. And the guy that they're talking about is the little boy. Remember the little boy I was telling you about when we were in elementary and we would always, he would feel sorry for the black kids because his parents, you know, however, however it's set up that you could black get back. So he'd be like, oh, I feel so sorry for him. Look at him. He probably stole something. <laughs> and it, his, I remember his parents sent me, gave me, I would come up in his IEP and then I asked, um, well, does his parents know that I'm black? And then they said, we'll wait and save it. That's the little boy that in middle school that, the whole school is talking about because I don't know how it was for him last year, but it wasn't good. And his mother is very known at the school for whatever reason. So hopefully I'll be able to give him somebody to, I don't know, something different because I am a little different for him. And um, so hopefully we'll see, but that's my workplace racism. And um, I love that translator. Boy, oh, boy, it's great. And thank you for allow- allowing me to speak. Much obliged, Bay Area mom. They just, I literally just saw a report that was saying learning other languages might become obsolete because the technology is evolving so quickly, uh, whether it's, you know, things that are online and all the rest of it that, you know, it'll be pretty easy to get things translated as we move forward. And there you go. I was even, I was so Neanderthal in my thinking. It's like, oh man, that would be cool. Maybe you could learn a little bit of Spanish and then you could, you know, be paying attention and up on it and all that ah. think anachronistic thinking download the translator bing now we're right there <laughs> think, uh, 2025 man I told you man the technology is evolving so rapidly that's not even new like they've had translators for a long time but just hey like make it super quick and easy where you know bam what and that's any environment nobody i say that all the time like in the workplace like hey wear one earbud so you can still hear 
what's being said around you. Nobody wants to be in a work situation where communication is happening, things are being said, you don't know what they're talking about. They could be talking about you, how to get a raise, killing you, all of the above, <laughs> killing you and getting a raise. <laughs> like, nah, you at least want to have some grasp of what is being said around you, just, you know, personal safety and your own education. Uh, so right on with the translator. Um, the In terms of the janitorial service in that part of California Bay Area, I think logic would dictate, and even from what you said, logic would dictate it would have to be that the racists dominate the janitorial services and they allow these uh, Spanish speaking individuals to have these jobs I think that would have to be especially if there's any sort of dissatisfaction amongst them about their pay or if they're able to move up the ladder and that sort of thing definitely that to me would suggest usual suspects are in charge of the janitorial service they would be white um the see the anti-blackness of all of that now that you know notwithstanding that is super widespread black get back and the anti-blackness is everywhere so it would not surprise me at all uh folks who are already there uh they're going to be hostile to a new black person that's you know whole world to be expected uh even unfortunately we have you know other individuals classified as black might be the same thing uh, the janitor who you all got started up in conversation about this other student and blah 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 and he says he gives him candy like I also had kind of like hmm that's okay uh, we all get enough candy no candy for offspring no white sugar um, yeah that is hmm, stranger uh, let's see the yeah, as I said, I thought that it was going to be that they were gossiping when it started to be that they were talking about not getting promotions and paid for this uh, Puerto Rican guy sounding like he might be non-white, could even be classified as black, but definitely non-white, especially if he's not getting paid correctly and all this. Yeah, that's, you know, same old, same old, same old, very familiar uh, with all of that. Um, it seems like, and what I said, evidence was the principal no hablo espanol back to English ah now I don't know it could have been a non-white person but maybe someone classified as white as principal seen that a few billion times but they have non-white principals in Oakland too even some black ones anyway uh, but she goes and talks to the principal you see how they messed up the grass that's embarrassing man that's horrible I'm gonna take some pictures remember they apparently see that like oh man she's gotten good with the principal now, they can at least see that on the plantation like oh we she's gotten good with the overseer the master dang we should go what are they talking about oh man yeah the grass is lame yeah we'll jump in on that anyway uh move forward on that. i guess you get some points for being able to speak uh english on that one whoopee uh the oh and the translator i think that's such a such a great idea just to be informed about what is being said uh, in your vicinity uh, and I think in that one too the minimizing conflict like 
Uh, that's very common where people want to come and micromanage you or they do a shiftless job of giving directions in the hope that you fail or at least do, you know, kind of mediocre work in all this because you haven't really been given great detail. But apparently you did figure it out and we're going and doing the task correctly and, you know, putting it back, organizing, just getting rid of the debris or what have you. And they go, oh, no, 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 no. You mess it up. No, 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 no. So, ma'am, this is what you said. So, I see. Minimize conflict. Like, there, there will be so many opportunities for us to go off and curse somebody out and do all the rest of it. Try as best we can. Especially with other non-white people. Even if they're not classified as black. Try to minimize conflict. One of the majors always benefits white people, non-white people squabbling amongst each other, especially at work, uh, where the white people get to be the ones to come in and, you know, we'll adjudicate what's going to happen where they maybe fire all of the dark people. And yes, we did hear in that segment about the nursing facility where they uh, some of the clients were getting very poor care and from the way it sounded at least to me it sounded like some of the people who got poor care were also non-white they had the one person I think they said he was about 105 pounds and he was left uh, with no clothes I think he had a bowel movement and you know ah, they left him for hours they said it's supposed to be regular check-ins on these people and see if they need any attention and they you know ah, whatever yes they did talk about that mistreatment of uh, elders uh, as well as the racism against the staff members yes very common in the system of white supremacy old people do not rate well at all especially if they are not white make sure they got water during the heat wave uh, let's see much obliged Bay Area mom number again seven two zero seven one six seven three hundred the code five six four nine four three pound press star six one if you would like to participate uh, we have folks if you're seeing how the uh, chat bots or AI is encroaching on your workplace let us know I'll share one of our emails let's see person wrote in early this week uh, she says uh, greetings cows it's caller from the 712 first time working with other supervisors in the group today a white woman supervisor says before we get started hey T another one you need to watch is American Murder and we all had to wait until T and another supervisor searched for it and found it on a streaming service. I thought that was so interesting, but not odd. All problems solved through questions and answers. Now, if we had not been doing all of this study of Columbine and, you know, the fandom Columbiners, all the rest of it, true crime. I maybe have been more stunned about all this, but many a guest has told us around the world, hey, most of the true crime community, so-called, is white women. Exact demographic that she talked about. 
this is what they do sit around and binge watch true crime Dahmer Charles Manson Columbine and talk about it in the world and we've heard this before around the world where people said they're white women at work said oh man did you watch Dahmer and oh my goodness come on one is this appropriate for the workplace keep saying that over and over is this professional sitting around to be talking about this and then two like again you're telling me quite a bit about what it means to be classified as white American murderer they got American sniper Chris Kyle like look at all that look at all that it's almost it's almost sounding like that's what it means to be a so-called American I am race killer murderer yes go out and kill some people yes they even what is it uh that tacky ESPN documentary old Jeff Tubin it was OJ Simpson made in America see all that's about killing too killing and killing and killing anyway uh, that's one thing in the workplace you can just be mindful about what uh, this type of content what are the white people talking about because I've seen that we've heard people say that where they'll have staff meetings and we have serious business to attend to but before we man what you been up to on Netflix let's hear it let's hear it and they go pay uh, 10 this is not you know I'm I'm trying to find what I'm going to watch for the weekend the most familiar mystery you are telling me a lot about white people just right there in terms of hey this is what I'm thinking about this is what I'm looking forward to this is what I get excited about T and the other what is the American what we got to go on and find and the episode they were talking about I haven't seen it but when I looked once I got the email I know the case that that episode is based on it's about another white male family annihilator they got a term for it this happens so frequently that's where the white man has whatever reason I got to kill my wife whole family throw them out in a ditch somewhere get rid of them all why do white women why would they be excited about watching that got to talk about that at work yes we got to go we got to go take a fag break so we can talk about this yes yes anywho number again 720-716-7300 the code 564-943-POUND press star 61 if you would like to participate, the email untiljustice at gmail dot com. Uh, see folks uh, spectating. I'll read one more email. Give folks uh, about five minutes to see if they have thoughts, observations they would like to share. I'll get our other email in untiljustice at gmail dot com. Let's see. Email number two. Hi Gus callers and audience my workplace racism report for the week number one 
I work with very refined white people. There's a book club. How about that? How about that? Gee whiz. Uh, weekly crossword puzzle group, various staff networks, as well as a gym, hairdressers, and dry cleaners on site. Come on. Probably lots more I don't know about. It was all. It was also sports day last Friday. What does that mean? They have like a team to... Come on. Come on. Come on. They got the... <laughs> Come on. We have some uppity folks in the cows audience. Remember we had uh, the young lady. They had like catered uh, meals on site. They were hooking, up, hooking them up with like vegan omelets and all the rest of this. Ready made right on the spot. Like, come on. I would maybe consider behaving a little bit. You could maybe call me Toby if I was going to get hooked up with all of that. Like, hey, man, All right. <laughs> got, the, got the dry cleaning right downstairs. Number two, uh, there's also an exceptional performance scheme which incompetent carry volunteered to coordinate as the person who managed it before changing roles. I was new to the organization at the time, so had no idea what it was. Essentially, there are monthly panels which decide who will receive rewards ranging between 25 to 1,000 cash. I believe the larger amounts are paid directly into bank accounts. Wow, that's... Wow, 9,000? Uh, I've twice received vouchers for the smaller amounts I was nominated, which is the process. Anyone can nominate a person, and there's a panel that considers the application. And clearly the process is manipulated. I'm not sure what the total budget for the year is, but people in teams join up to nominate each other so you can imagine how much additional money they receive on top of their wages each year. Wow. An incompetent carry is going to coordinate and manage. Or she volunteered to coordinate. Hmm. Wow. That's I would be stunned. I would I would figure she would have to end up being nominated to get like five hundred, maybe even a thousand, but why would she if she's so incompetent and doesn't even show up to work, why would she want to do this unless there's some incentive to finagle this so that I can get a hookup or my homies can get a hookup or both. Anyway, number three, it's been a hostile week. I attended two meetings with incompetent Carrie and R&B King and the R&B King and the hostility radiating at me was palpable. I joined both meetings last, so was able to notice the mood and conversation shift as they were not expecting me to be in attendance as I've missed a few meetings. I've ignored the requests. Four, or a contribution to the flowers for the <laughs> or the racist ex-manager, so that could be one reason, or it could be that they just hate me, or both. <laughs> it could be both. Um, yeah, they do get vindictive about the flower type thing. If there's a card or something and you don't sign it or participate, they do get surly. Five, it's interesting because they complained about me not attending these meetings to the racist ex-manager, but don't actually like me. Imagine. Number six, one of the meetings was weekly catch-up which was also attended by Dahmer's greatest fangirl who also dislikes me but is more refined most of the time. 
I caught the tail end of her relaying the staffing issues she's had this week with AWOL Annie and the non-white black male who shared the crime-free Jamaican Christmas card. His attendance is as bad as AWOL Annie's, but he has been signed off by his doctor on numerous occasions, which I think makes it harder for his manager to sanction him. I don't know what the underlying issue is, but he's worked for the organization over 20 years, so so knows how to navigate the system to an extent. His manager has involved HR and held meetings with him about his sickness and absence, so different treatment to AWOL Annie. That, I'm sure for him to be there that long, he would have have to have learned or at least seen enough to figure out some things to protect himself. That's why he got those doctor's notes. Like, I'm sure if he didn't have those doctor's notes, ooh-wee, they would have stuck it to him good. Like, I you're letting your team down. We're not going to have shiftless, lazy Negroes on the team. You're going to get in here right now. We're going to put, remember how you talked to him in the Matrix? Remember that one? He said, you are going to be at your desk right now from 9 to 5, or you are going to, that's the way they would talk to him, for real. <laughs> if he hadn't had those, they might have talked to him that way anyway, but if he had those doctors, okay, okay, okay. Gonna get, okay, okay. I'm gonna get you this time. You got a doctor <laughs> for real. Uh, let's see. Uh, and of course, AWOL Annie Incompetent Carrie, who I think she also had also said had major attendance issues. I suspect she doesn't have to do all that. Doctors note this, and I was excused, and I'm not just playing hooky. Different rules. Number seven. HR has been involved in AWOL Annie's case, but I've not heard about meetings with her on her attendance issues and she was on the missing list for three days a week her reasons <laughs> her reasons were a she lost her keys in a sand dune but didn't realize until she got home and was unable to get into her house she went back to the beach and was able to find them a miracle when asked why she didn't call, she said she didn't have her mobile phone. I would be kind of embarrassed to share that one, but all right. Uh, B, she fell asleep. That I could write. Everybody has, you know, overslept, whatever. Okay. C, no excuse given. Just didn't turn up to work and still got paid that is white woman that's what I mean the black brother that she talked about that she said worked there for 20 years I super duper doubt even after all these decades he could have just ditched and you know come in and hey what's doing everybody everybody good blah 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 okay right on good to see everybody and no nope no I didn't have flat tire car trouble sick child nothing <laughs> and still got paid no nothing and nobody has a word to say about this I could not imagine number eight I on the other hand had to argue for my annual leave owed after new rules were made up to excuse not authorizing my time off I'm also sure AWOL Annie was drunk three times over the past 
Fortnite, she's made several random comments during Zoom meetings and in Zoom chat. It's been so awkward, and I'm sure other people real. Oh my God, are you that is so embarrassing. Oh, that's so embarrassing. See, that's what I mean. Like I've seen where white women can be so lawless. Rules do not apply. I can do what I want. We have a Zoom meeting at five in the afternoon, and I stumble like I just got out of bed because why? I just got out of bed, <laughs> and nobody gets in trouble. No meeting. No nothing. You can show up drunk. At, oh my God, sobriety would be best. But I mean, that is so not just drunk. I am so out of it. I'm talking crazy in the Zoom chat and what have you. Like, there is no way that would be tolerated from a black person. I'd even say non-white person. Period. Like, are you serious? Let Rishi Sunak try that one and see how long he's going to be prime minister. Come on. And I would hope she is not. They just said that they put her in charge of the uh, make sure I get my white people correct. Oh, that was incompetent care. Okay, different white person. But still, you would not want a person like this to be like the mentor sometimes they'll pair you up with someone like if you're new to a job they'll pair you up with someone like oh if you have questions you know you can go to Annie and see if she has anything she'll hook it up for you hey well Annie okay this is your new person blah blah oh my god are you oh I would be in we couldn't talk about nothing like can I get a new person please like come on Jesus Christ uh so, uh, oh, man, if you realize she was drunk, I'm sure the other white people had to know she was drunk. They've been at a bar. They see somebody drunk before. Um, number nine, one of the reasons I stopped attending the catch up meetings with incompetent Carrie Dahmer's greatest fangirl and the R&B King was because they started editing their conversations when I was present. Dahmer's greatest fangirl gets information on quite a lot of the department's plans due to the nature of her role, so I tried to ask her about things that are useful. She realized and would make snide comments, so I decided to make it less obvious by not attending as many meetings. I was also genuinely busy. Now that is like, wow. Why would you be snide about we all work for the same organization? Like, unless I'm, you think I'm trying to get some information, like what they call dirt on someone, which I think is in the word guy to not say. But unless you're trying to you think I'm trying to scheme to get some info from you that I'm going to use against another employee to get them sacked or written up or something or I'm, I'm, I'm stealing company secret. Unless you think it's something of that nature, like what is that about? Snot, see what I mean? You see what I mean? Just talking, she's not being mum. They normally fuss at us, right? And say that we're a bad fit, right? They say that all the time. You don't talk, you don't say anything, you're so quiet, you don't even seem like one of the family. She's not doing that. I'm super interested. Tell me what's going on. What's up with the new merger? Wow, is that going to happen? And he, eh, what are you at? Aren't you nosy? Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> Dang, what is that? What is that? They like to keep us ignorant. That's why they say, keep you in the dark. 
You don't come in here asking me constructive questions like you want to be an informed employee sounding like you want to get a raise or something. Eh. Put you back in the broom closet. Hush up with all that. Number 10. Then they complained I wasn't attending, which I think was really racist aggression at the fact I am working on a high profile project much to their annoyance and then especially when they hear like oh my goodness did you hear what great work she's doing like oh god shut up shut up shut up let's see number 11 incompetent Carrie is the main culprit even though she's useless the racist envy is still there I can tell she hates me and she does as useless as she is she's also very dangerous and she compares herself to me because she knows she's inadequate and a fraud she has also gone out of her way to undermine me and opportunities that I have cultivated to raise my profile have been taken away and given to her now you see the cronyism that is so competent as well I'm sure our writer here is not the only person that has concluded dang this Carrie is kind of incompetent unreliable even but she's still one of us so yes we got this intelligent incompetent dependable negro but nah let's give our white gal let's give old Carrie another go we'll give her an extra few days to get it going and then we'll dump it off on that negro if all else fails the cronyism it is so widespread number 12 the catch up sessions are the racist ex-manager's idea and a way for incompetent Carrie Dahmer's fangirl and the R&B king to spy on me and get help with their work there's absolutely no way on the face of God's earth that I will do anything to support them particularly incompetent Carrie unless it's something my bosses have asked me to do and I cannot get out of it she was also involved with a non-white black female who no longer reports to me and her shenanigans so will never have my support bravo 13 when incompetent Carrie first joined the team I remember her being concerned that our racist manager would be on leave when an emergency happened and she wouldn't know what to do. That's probably still the case. When new black manager told me incompetent Carrie was concerned that she would change things around, she told her she has no immediate plans to do so. In other words, incompetent Carrie is frightened that she's going to have to do some real work and will be exposed for the incompetent fraud that she is. I, I suspect many of these white people know she's a fraud. But she's white. She's with us. She's cool. Well, they figured it out. Now, this the new hire, the new black female, she may not know. <laughs> she's a fraud. So, yes, I'm sure there's some folks who have not, they don't have all the data yet. But, I mean, you know. They probably get to see a whole lot of stuff, you know. Yeah, this this Carrie chick, where did we get her? Man, that affirmative action. <laughs> Number uh, 14, that's it. 
I realize there is something I can learn from her, and that is the art of exaggeration. She does very little, but is excellent at talking about whatever it is that she does as if she is single-handedly responsible for putting a man on the moon. I don't believe anyone is actually taken in by her, but there is an art to it. They do talk about that on many, I think you even had segments about that where they talk about the art, the science of workplace bragging. And it is important, you know, to make sure that you get credit for things that you do and people know how you contribute to the company's success. I guess if you are a fraud, it might be really good to make sure that you do get some brags in from time. Like, oh, yes, I did get you see the donuts. Hey, yours truly hooked that up. <laughs> Anything where you can brag. I did it. Yes, yes. The printouts that everybody has for me right here. <laughs> 15. Uh, the R&B King is just as bad. He openly says in meetings that he has no idea about the work he is doing whilst at other times claiming he has worked on similar projects in the past. Uh-oh. 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 <laughs> see, that sort of thing I'd be thinking that. See, Varsity Blues now, which is it? Do you really have no idea about the work you're doing? Or have you worked on these projects in the past? Because that seems like it can't be both. Like, if you've worked on these before, you got to have some idea. What did you do last time? Pawned it off on that negro? White. Oh, I said that we have no idea. It might have to be the type of thing. We might have to actually produce justice to totally grasp the magnitude of the white cronyism and incompetence in a lot of these areas where they just got their homies and friends and brother-in-law and nieces and such where they just gave them these jobs and like what? did you drop out of high school like man I dropped out of middle school <laughs> like Jesus God Woo. okay let's see uh, so he, we don't know he worked on the project in the past but he doesn't know what he's doing can't keep his lies straight. He's currently working on a business transformation project, but the real work is being done by other teams of Negroes. He made a racist joke about Chris Brown's song with Lil Wayne, I can't tra- or I can transform you. No one in the team had heard the song. Or so they said. He dropped the YouTube link in the meeting chat. Now see, this is exactly what I'm talking about. This is exactly what I'm talking about. This is so inappropriate for the workplace what does this have to do can we get back to the task please what was the project we were supposed to be this is not time for little wayne chris brown south park like none of that like and could you imagine can you imagine a black even president obama we got to to stop the meeting right now that old Rihanna, she did it. What? You don't know the Rihanna? Let me get the link for the Here, 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 here. Here we go. Here we go. Let me get you up. Here you go. Everybody got it? Got the link? I just texted it to you. Come on. Come on. And it's always something tacky. It's always something. We don't even know what you're talking about, homie. I've never heard this song. Let's just go. Oh, no, 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 no. You got to see it. That Chris Brown is something. Look at this. Look, look, look. Anyway, uh, and it's got to be Chris Brown. It's got to be some Negro performers, too. He didn't go pick, you know, uh, Britney Spears, 
Eminem, Adele, it's a wealth of white entertainers. He could have been Wheezy. He continues. Sorry, she continues. Uh, no one in the team heard the song. He had to link, uh, stating that he liked the song as a child, but now is appalled by it. So why do we need to hear it in work, no less? The racist ex-manager then joined in the critique, stating that she had stopped listening after a few seconds. So why are we listening to it now? I'm not going to defend Chris Brown or Lil Wayne for the quality of their music sounds, but I realized they were speaking in racist code. The R&B king also brought up Kanye. <laughs> can't believe it. That old anti-Semite uh, brought up Kanye West during his Who I Am presentation. Either Kanye was the first artist he saw in concert or the first record he bought. I don't remember. He then said he was, oh God, oh my God, are you serious? Are you serious? Why is this workplace time? Like, come on, come on. Uh, he then said he was ashamed that, at, he then said he was ashamed that you're not supposed to like Kanye now. The R&B King's family are Jewish. I said, I said, come on, come on. What does this have to do with work? What does this have to do with work, man? Come on. Yeah, the R&B King said his family is Jewish on the grandfather. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Jewish on the grandfather's side. And I guess Kanye has said a few things about Jews recently. The old anti-Semite. I don't even, I would have had to get up and take a break on that one. Like, Jesus Christ, what does this, all of this is under who I am? I'm Jewish and just, if you give me five minutes, I just want to talk about that old anti-Semite Kanye West. And, you know, that was, was his biggest fan, you know, and then it just, it went off the rails and remember, the, what does this have to do with the job? Like, how's this helping our bottom line? We just need five minutes. Everybody get their free five minutes to say something bad about Kanye West and Lil Wayne and Chris Brown, incidentally. And I'm not defending any of them, but what does this have to do with the job? Man, I don't even think we need to talk about Donald Trump. It's white people who committed crimes. We don't need to talk about that either. Let's just get back to work. God. Man, we didn't hop into, oh my God, the black anti-Semites. I was Jewish on my grandfather's, oh, oh. I hope there was no questions like, do your five minutes, whoever is on the clock, you don't get no grace period, like it's five and that's it. We are done. We have things to do. Thank you. We got our dissent on Kanye West. We'll never buy his products again. Let's get back to work. Come on, man. She said they use that sort of nonsense. Call that work. I don't even know what that's supposed to be. Team building. What is that? They get five minutes so I can come up here and I can get my diss in for black people. I think that totally any time in the work, because I've seen that, too, where they want to get their five minutes in and say, oh, I just hate that Jay-Z. Oh, I hate that Kanye. You know, he started off OK. And I thought, and then I think about it. Yeah, I just I don't, you know, I don't do no Kanye. I don't do no. Two thumbs down. Yeah. Yeah. I don't do no. Kanye. I see that. <laughs> where they just they get five minutes in to do some anti-blackness. Right. And then we can get back to work. Number 16, the R&B king is very sneaky. I returned from leave. I returned from leave a few months ago and caught with my racist ex-manager and she informed me she didn't get the role. Later that day, I caught with incompetent Carrie. 
the R&B king and Summer's Miss Bangor. Are they like a gang? Do they, like, is this different uh, click? <laughs> Unjust networking? They hang out as a mob, go mistreat people in the office, go mall mistreat the non-white people? She uh, continued to cut that pages, but no one mentioned the racist not getting the job. My racist ex-manager let me know she had already informed them, so I asked if there were any other staffing changes. Dahmer's greatest fangirl started to tell me, but the R&B king started pulling faces to signal her to stop. We were meeting online so I could see what he was doing. I let them know the racist ex-manager had told me she did not get the role, so they then started talking about the issue. Not when I could see him signal, <laughs> signaling Dahmer's greatest fangirl to get on code. See, that's what I guess answered my question. So I guess yes, they they do have some sort of unjust networking clique where they kick it and share information amongst themselves. Maybe go out and mistreat people that wouldn't have you. And then hey, wow. You supposed to that even like man, you're online. Like send a text, do something, send her a private message. Like come on, man. <laughs> oh, she already. Oh, okay, she already. Oh, okay, now we can let it go. Okay, okay. Got to be better in the future. Don't be telling nigger everything. And that's all of our workplace. You see the contrast when she talking with the white. Just ask basically. Right? Whoa, 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 what are you asking that for? Aren't we nosy? Hmm. They, they talked it all out and then make sure we don't share with you. You're just coming, you talking about the basics. Like, oh, yeah, they got still donuts downstairs, left over from yesterday. If you want any, uh, let's see, anything else to report? I think we got a new room of paper. Anything else? That uh, yes, that's all we'll tell her about. <laughs> like, even the fresh donuts. <laughs> fresh donuts are for us. <laughs> we'll tell her about the fresh donuts tomorrow. <laughs> the number again 720. Seven one six seven three hundred. The code five six four nine four three. And press one if you like to participate. Email until just email us at email. Swarm here. Let's see. Retire five five eight. Let's enter to share. Proceed. There one. Um. My report uh, today is uh, the uh, director, uh, a uh, his name is Pro Ramirez, uh, attempted to kill himself in the city of Tampa, Florida. Uh, one of motivations that he did uh, a uh, quote unquote domestic uh, violence incident involving his wife. Uh, the racial aspect uh, goes along uh, with this, is that the uh, new appointed director uh, is a black female by the name of Stephanie Daniels. Uh, she is from Uh, 
do the best you can and uh yeah don't be surprised if you you know get tossed out of there let us see let's see other folks who have commentary to share number again seven two zero seven one six seven three hundred the code five six four nine four three pound press star six one if you would like to participate uh, we'll give folks uh, another two three minutes they have commentary they want to make sure that they get in their own workplace situation the bots uh, or any other technology taking over changing the workplace situation uh, the heat wave that one another one many folks have had to deal with the intense weather situation that we've had going on in the states around the world let us know uh, as well as hopefully we got some folks as well who've been able to figure out some things to get those nickels stay safe avoid mistreatment conflict even with other non-white people in the workplace uh, we'll be here Saturday compensatory call in 8 p.m. Eastern 5 p.m. Pacific catch up on what's transpired the last seven days or so uh, we'll be here Monday white guests only actually Monday and Tuesday to get my bearings correct Monday and Tuesday uh, as we continue active summer of 2023 uh, maybe even check in and see how some of the other folks uh, different locations are uh, dealing with the heat uh, over this summer I uh, can't emphasize enough uh, if you are a non-white person and you're in some of those places uh, that have had all of this you know intense weather that is the black self-respect uh, in terms of asking for breaks water uh, it might be air conditioning if you're in vehicles or what have you and they don't have air conditioning air conditioning changing the work schedule if that means coming in earlier starting later both uh, it could be a variety of things uh, in terms of uh, responding, especially like some people it is not even just 100 degree heat. It's 110 degree heat and that type of thing. So, I mean, take that seriously. Uh, frequently, white people, they will show a total disregard for the lives of non-white people. So you will have to make your safety a priority. Speak up. And especially if you're in areas where traditionally they've not had these sort of, you know, major weather events in the summertime speak up let's see uh, other commentary folks want to make sure they get in neutralizing workplace racism let's see last minute for uh, assume folks are good they're spectating for the evening let's see our caller in Florida should be with us if you had commentary to share should be with us as well yes sir may I be heard yes sir yes sir yes sir thank you very much sir greetings to Gus the whole the listeners and callers. Um, I just had just not too many observations, but uh, it, it's been some tackiness about expired 
vending machine snacks. My fault. My finger slipped. I was sitting there like, what happened? My fault. My, I think I got excited when you said the uh, expired vending machine snacks, and I got excited. My fault, sir. Let's try it again. Oh, appreciate it. No problem. No problem. Uh, but, yes, like, like through the years, they have things like onions, Doritos, you know, um, things that really – I'm going to raise your blood pressure, uh, sodium and everything. So it it was a very, I think it, it was definitely tacky, the email. It was two emails by two top-tier white people. Um, so the first one was about M&M's, uh, Milky Way, you know, and it was like in the email that was sent to us in the civil courthouse. So they had raised the price from like I think it was from seventy five cents to a dollar twenty five. So <laughs> it was um it was a, a picture on the email first from the the chief deputy clerk, and it said 50 cents for these expired. Now, they admittedly said that it's expired, and it's got the expiration date on the sale tag. And it says 50 cents. Now, prior to that, it was $1.25. So I just think deception, in a way, still, even though they, they, they told, they're telling you that, it used to be dollar twenty five. I just still feel like it's something deceitful about that. But for instance, it's July the twenty eighth. Now the sales tag got what like April or May fifteenth or something like that, for example. It said that it had that on the pictures of someone designed and put together a sales tag to put in the machine. And they took a picture of it and sent it out to the staff, all right? And this dude was trying to, oh, you know, it's not really that bad. You can just, if uh, you could just go on downstairs. If you want to purchase something, if you want, go right ahead. And, you know, like just trying to minimize it. <laughs> want people to buy or spend money on these expired snacks, especially they were, Candy bar, so uh, chocolate too. So I'll put that that Wells and Moment in that chocolate. Um, so today it was a part two of this, the sequel. Uh, the top person. Now before I got to this email, there were people digging through the bag once again. M and M's, um, the chocolate M and M's, and the brown bag. Like, do you want sauce? I'm good. I'm good. You know. They tried to sell them at a lower price, and then they had people going around the different departments with this bag full of snacks. It's expired, okay? Cookies, crackers, all that. Um, so I'm thinking, dang, what in the world? And 
toward the end of the day, I walked downstairs in the break room and it was loaded with these expired snacks. And this this guy, the top person, sends this email saying, you know, uh, there's some snacks downstairs if you would like to um, go down there and get some. You know, who am I to judge? Something like that. Who am I? I'm going to read that email. I just got to find it. But who am I to judge? Um, you know, a couple of months, M&Ms aren't going to kill you. But I'm not a doctor. So, now, nah, that's word for word. That's verbatim right there. So, uh, I'm like, did he just say that? No, I had to, I had to print this out. So even if, you know, it may retract it or delete it, I still have a copy. Um, I just, I just sense that I don't know if it was frustration that people didn't fall for that and go spend money on these snacks. But I had, I had to share that one first. Um, the next one is, what I noticed in this meeting where the manager, a, a, a black female victim of racism, was, uh, touched on this white man from Brazil arm or shoulder and said, oh, don't worry, we got your back, you know, about this concession thing stand again, concession stand, and that's going back into these snacks again. Um, but, yeah. She asked a question about him having to do this job, and yeah, she she put her hand on his shoulder, and I'm like, uh, I'm like, that's that's doing too much. But uh, I don't know if anybody mentioned anything about that, but I didn't really say too much. But I just felt like the meeting is is, is all about me, like my name. They put my name first on the recipient list. But for other things, they ain't really, they're not really prioritizing my name. But just it's just amazing how impactful it is to just sit there, uh, just look, be professional, everybody say what they have to say, but I'm not saying anything. And I think that's having an impact on the meeting, especially on the manager. So... After that meeting was over, um, the there's a new uh, black male, younger black male. They transfer him over from the archives area. So he was walking through the area, like the segregated area that I work at, and another black female, my coworker, she asked him, oh, is your, your mom named such and such? And he said, yes, ma'am. Oh, I could just tell by your eyes and stuff and whatever, you know, so I guess she was directing. And then <laughs> she's going to converse with the, the racist. Uh, well, I suspect she's a racist uh, white woman saying that her mom told her, that if he behaves, knock his head off, right? So that sounds extremely violent. Uh, and I thought about that black male privilege, but uh, I had about two more, if I could share those. The next one, uh, it was, 
the white woman made a comment about her black husband's offspring with another female, okay, and that he had an allergic reaction. See, all this is just too personal, but this is the stuff that I hear at times. So she definitely showed her racism, and I think she just got comfortable in doing so, saying that you just had an allergic reaction, and I think it's just because he's not, he's not hygienic and he isn't washing his hands and then mimicking his responses. Like, oh, no, uh, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Did you win the last time you washed your hands? Oh, I don't, I don't really know. So she going into great detail. And then she had the nerve, she had the nerve to say that, oh, well, there's some people who are carriers of a certain bacteria on their skin. Okay. So she called him a dirty boy. So with the mentality that I have now, you know, I thought about how interesting and how that contributes to racism, white supremacy. And I looked at the victims' responses, <laughs> and they stopped, you know, they stopped, they stopped talking pretty much. And she said one last thing about the supervisor speaking about the, I guess, the abbreviated name of Richard. I'm just going to say the name because, like, how James is Jim, Charles is Chuck. So just think about that. Like, I had a white man make a comment about the abbreviation of Richard and making a sexual comment about that. So she laughing, turning red in the face <laughs> and talking about how this white woman, the supervisor, calls Richard that name in public. So, um, but yeah, other than that, there have been other things going on, but I'll just, uh, share that, and that's pretty much everything I have right now. Thanks for allowing me to share. Mm, mm, mm. Wow. Much obliged. Uh, once again, you can have a huge impact. Uh, you don't have to go out and jump up and down, protest, uh, you don't have to wear wear a radical T-shirt says you know, kill crackers or you know something bizarre like that. You don't have to be shouting and yelling. He's hey, I just go to the meeting, sit quietly. I don't make jokes. Try to entertain everyone, keep them laughing. Occasionally ask a question, and I take notes. That's it. That is enough. We mm. gotta keep an eye. We gotta keep an eye on that one. We mm. Mm. heard other folks say the same thing. Huge, and because a lot of that is just what we have been trained not to be: quiet, observant, thinking, taking notes using logic asking quite even questioning white people like what what 
Yeah, all of that. Like if you just cracking jokes and coming in, tell us, man, what you think about them Dolphins or Jags? It's North Florida, sorry. What you think about them Jags? They're gonna be awesome, man. The football season's come. What you think, man? Woo! He was on all the dad pitch. That's our favorite boy right there. We love him. You'd have been the good boy, see. But no, see, he pretty much got dirty boy number two. Uh, he said, I don't know what's up with the, uh, or number one, I'm so thankful. I've said for years, I said this way before we got to the Rona. No eating at work. Presumably, if you have a job, you have enough nickels, you can afford a meal. I'm very aware. System of white supremacy that is not always the case. Generally speaking, you have a job, you should be able to eat. I'm not, you know, looking for them to hook me up with a sandwich, peanut butter. Two sneezes, man. Excuse me. Okay. But you're generally not, you know, going to your job. Hopefully they got a few spare raisins laying around and, you know, come on. Uh, But all of this food and then that, the why. Now, some of the folks, hey, they do have gourmet chef making vegan omelets from scratch. A little fresh avocado on the side. Hey, enjoy it until the wheels fall off. Until the avocados run out. But generally, the type of food that they're offering, whatever baked concoctions they've, you know, brought in, and maybe they washed their hands, maybe they didn't, maybe the dog licked in it, maybe he didn't, or they just keep coming back to the same old, same old, and they don't, they never, we don't even get a story of, hey, we really, we hooked it up this time, buddy. We went, we got you a brand new, fresh, unopened unexpired bag of M&M's check that out you didn't expect that one did you nigger they don't even do that we got the already half eaten bag of M&M's the expired M&M's <laughs> like they got the, the M&M's from night is that the M&M's with the arsenic in it yep we got those too here we go got your black brother enjoy those don't eat too many of them but yeah enjoy those come on man it, I mean for real for real with the food it does not get any better than tacky. That's the best you can hope for. You get the bag of peanut M&Ms where they already picked all the yellow ones out. Or they expired. He didn't say a week ago. He said, wait a minute. It's, it's going to be August next week. It looked like these expired in April. Like, wait a minute, what, what is that for? Wait a minute, and we're talking about food, even if it was fresh. This is the stuff they tell you not to eat anyway. Ruin your teeth, high blood pressure, gout, all that. That's what they already said, unless you got the Ozempic ready. Like, stay away from all of that when it's fresh, much less, dang, now it's four months past the expiration is this the walking dead or something like we're in oh my god what are we gonna do we gotta break into the the uh snack machine and oh this is the only way but like come on man come we can do way better 
like a billion times better. That's why I admit it. No, thank you. I'm good. No, thank And tacky through the, hey, we got a uh, discount. If anybody wants some uh, discount expired Snickers or other other goodies, you know, we'll we'll hook it up for you. Like, really? Florida, no oranges. Expired snack machine goodies. That's what you think of us at the courthouse. And then, apparently, other people, they follow logic. Like, uh... I don't think I need expired Funyuns. Uh, maybe that's why they stayed there so long. We don't eat Funyuns. They come on at the end of the... Oh, he said they sent the email. Hey, uh, good buddies. Uh, we we got some snacks. Uh, no judgment. No judgment. Just uh, help yourself if you want the vittles. Uh, dig in. Come on. Come on. You know, I mean... Spreading diabetes, tooth decay, all that. Trying to gain some weight for us before we wrap up summertime. Like, come on, man. Throw it in the trash and keep it moving. Maybe, maybe we should get better snack options for the vending machine. Nah, nah, nah. Uh, let's see. They got the... Oh, he said that the black female, we got your back. Talking about the, I guess the fellow, he's born in Brazil. They're trying to do concessions and all that. Like, I don't endorse a whole lot of touching in the workplace. Like, even if you want to support this person for all of that, that's great. You could just say that, uh, sir, we're totally with you, man. We're going to help get all this up. Like, you're not by yourself. They're all the way. You let me know how I can be of service and. I'm right there. Like, right on. Hey, we don't have to do all that, you know, patting and, and really, I would discourage. You see that Kevin Spacey trial just this week? He got exonerated, but man, forestall all of that. Keep our paws to our set. And then you don't want to reciprocate that because see, people see that if it's out in public, say, oh, she likes a little support. Oh, well, I'll come. Hey, how you doing? And I got to get a little rub and feeling like, yeah, we, we like a little so like that 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 everybody keep their hands to their self uh the i was confused because i could have sworn that maybe she was trying to say if he doesn't behave knock his head off but it seemed like he was pretty confident like she said if he behaves knock his head off like hmm I guess I'd, regardless, I would put all that in the, I don't know that this is appropriate for the workplace to be talking in this manner. Other people might be listening. Uh, I just wouldn't be talking that way publicly in the workplace. Uh, You feel how you feel about corporal punishment or whatever else. I wouldn't be talking that way in a workplace where others could hear or where other white colleagues or non-white colleagues could hear me. Uh, All of the, man, dirty boy, and I think he got this because he didn't wash his hands, and then they got to do the whole reenactment. When was the last time we heard him? Like, wow. 
wow. <laughs> and then make sure I call him Dirty Boy. And, and she makes sure some, you know, some people, they're known to carry diseases in their skin, don't you know? Which, which people are you talking about? Dirty Boys? That's who you talking about? They carry, carry disease? They actually said that. That was, uh, Syphilis. They said a notoriously syphilis-soaked race. The Negras. Yes. Got to stay away from them. Stunning. I can't even... The black self-respect having someone who allegedly cares about you saying, Oh, no. That's not what it is. You didn't wash your hands. That's what it is. That's what it is. When was the last time you watched? Like, what? Dang. And then, not just with you... They go and report this to the world. Wow. Wow. I'm sure you all are not the only people that she's, you know, shared all of this with. I'm sure she's told all her friends and family members, the cookout, they go to the barbecue, gym. <laughs> I mean, she's probably done that about five or six. She's got it down now. Like, yep, I told, when was the last time you watched it? Yep, she's practicing now. Dang. Dang. That's all I can think. Like, wow. Blackmail privilege. Wow. Mm. Carriers of... T- did she say that to him? They like, where is your black self-respect that after this one conversation? Like, did she say that to him too? Like, this is your fault. You didn't wash your hands, did you? No, you didn't. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. And some people are known to carry diseases. <laughs> Looking like, oh, am I? Do I? I carry diseases. <laughs> Ooh, man. Mm. Black self-respect at zero just from one conversation. Wow! And then hey, I'm telling. Can I? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because it was right at that instance. I looked. I looked at the the victim, the manager, and the way that she was looking at her, the the white woman. Like, did you really just say that? And I just said, hey. I just looked back at the computer screen like I already expected her behavior to be this way. I just think, you know, like how uh, many victims in that confusion, she's just so openly uh, casual with that racism. And I can just sense that she noticed that someone right about her saying that, like, don't carry and bacteria. She just, I mean, because in any other instance, she'll be trying to speak on trying to uh, give advice or anything because I guess because she's older and we're younger. But she, uh, she, she just went silent. Like, she didn't have anything to say, you know, because they just went to a hospital and she was saying that they left like 12 o'clock at night and then the conversation turned to that, talking about the husband, black male, his 10 year old son and then going to say, well, I'm glad I have, I'm glad I'm raising girls instead of boys. So, but yeah, but I, I think that was, um, that was, that was racism right there. And she, uh, she says she likes Trump and DeSantis. So I'll just leave it at that. 
how could she not? That's, you know, slavery was the best thing for the certain people who carried diseases. You know, you got to, got to keep a watch on them. I'd even have to keep them shackled, you know. Wow. Uh, that would have been, that would have been me being serious. Uh, if you do not understand what it means to be classified as white when situations like that occur and it can especially like if you think hey I thought she was cool we worked together or at least I was indifferent you know I was going to come to speak maybe we go to the barbecue what have you and she says all the like whoa what what like you said it seems like something is wrong but I don't I don't really know what to call this like uh and you just kind of feel stupefied like hmm she's married to him so she can't be racist nobody can be racist she's married she can't be racist but I don't she said I don't and they just the confusion you feel I remember that feel you feel totally stupefied like what because it just seems totally like dang it seems wrong what she's saying but you get a better understanding I expect her to say things like this and that's that's exactly what Artur Davis said about the white I don't know if you met the staff or the clients I said that before doesn't really matter either or that's exactly what he said though he said the thing that was most shocking was they were so comfortable in their bigotry now he should have said white supremacy racism but whatever right on Mr. Davis VGQ but they were so comfortable that right I mean wow you don't watch his hand some people they care I'm just so glad I got these girls like wow and like I would bet money big cash she's told other people this story lots of them I would imagine if she's the black people there white people you are sitting there she's told lots of people this story probably in front of him more than oh my god I, probably in front of their children that's another one now for them not only am I hearing white woman my mom ostensibly saying this about dad now this is negros in general certain people might even be looking at the children certain people carry diseases you know Mm. Hmm. (laughs) like oh my god what what I mean how do you when you play around with sex the joke is on the offspring. I mean, that is a, Dr. Welsing would say that is a bomb to a child's self-respect. Them here, and that's bombs every day, over and over. Every time she says that, repeats that to somebody. It's telling that to other people. They can hear that, repeating that in front of him, like, oh my man, that that right there, great illustration now. Hey, you can go into the relationship so-called tragic knowing this is how I'm going to function 
maybe she did but i mean wow that wow and then to be at work talking and apparently that must be widespread where you have a lot of individuals classified as white practice racism and they are that carefree because he said the same thing in the report with the nurses that oh these are little black girls over here they probably said gals too these are black gals over here yes mm -hmm. you all of those slaves you're accustomed to i mean that must be widespread we are super comfortable in just letting it fly we're not refining nothing Make note, that's what, write it down. That's all I would write it down. Date, time, I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be jumping up and down. Write it down. Slaves, mm hmm. Black gals, mm hmm. Some people carry diseases, don't wash hands, mm hmm. When was the last time you what? They caricatured it out. <laughs> write it down, write it down, write it down. And even, man, you got a witness on that with a, ooh, wee that's the type of thing that could start if you are a victim and you are confused that would have that type of thing had happened on like today I would think about that all weekend long that's the sort of thing that ends up driving you to what is this racism thing because I swear that seems like it's it but she's married to a black guy like she can't be a racist I'm gonna have to do some studying yes study tragic man tragic arrangements uh other folks commentary anything else they need to get in before we wrap things up yes uh a, a short addition to uh my report and it's a uh bit of irony uh Back in 2000 and I believe it was 2006 or 2007, uh, the first black director of Miami-Dade County Police Department, after he retired six years after, black male Robert Parker, he successfully committed suicide. So that's that's a bit of irony. Uh, with this story that I reported that uh, it seemed as though uh, that particular job position is quite stressful, quite stressful and probably some other things. I remember meeting him, uh, this person that uh, unfortunately successfully committed suicide, Mr. Robert Parker. That's it. black mental health thank you for the reminder for that portion that is so important can't bury the mental health portion my goodness one that's many folks work on jobs where they experience so much stress and terrorism whether it's direct racism or you know just messing you over on your schedules and not getting promotions and wage theft and all the rest of it where it becomes they said that they said with the workers for the chat bots in Kenya they said they started having all kinds of increased anxiety, couldn't sleep, would see people with a, a fork or what have you, and we'd be thinking that they were going to do something harmful to themselves or others. All of that. There are tons of jobs on this here plantation where, yes, you might even end up with some self-destructive behaviors. 
because it's such a toxic environment, try as best you can. That's why we have, you know, this program. I encourage all the time, try to have at least one person you can reach out to if it's stressful on the job gets to that point where you're having trouble sleeping having trouble eating and that can be either way you're overeating to compensate for all the stress and turmoil or you're not eating no appetite either way difficulty with sleep same thing that can be either way you just want to sleep all the time that you possibly can when you're not at work so you don't have to think about all of that or you're not able to sleep at all because your mind just can't stop thinking about it you have so much anxiety and worry about all of these issues any of those things you start losing interest in some of the things that you are really joyful about your children yoga hiking cooking whatever it is Uh, you don't want to do these things you have so much anxiety these are all major signs Pam wrote about this in some of her books. Uh, we've had other, uh, Allison Manswell. We've had a number of folks who have talked about uh, black. Oh, man, that's the uh, the visual. There we go. That I have with this program for today. Uh, they did a study and it was uh, it was almost 100 percent of the non-white employees that they studied it experienced stress and anxiety because of racism specifically on the job not just the normal stress that you would get and what have you but specifically because of white supremacy so really take your mental health seriously have someone that you that's why I said I have this program you can always drop us an email call in we've had people who have done that folks you know who've reached out shared with us on the program and we try to be as supportive as we can and people have reached out to call off air and everything and continue that support but and then just being a place where you can express what's happening and try to figure out ways not of just accurately understanding that but things you can do to neutralize solve some of those problems so very serious glad uh, we got that reminder always uh, man tragic in a different sense um, to hear about black people where that ends up being the result even an attempt uh, at suicide because of problems in the workplace racism in general but especially problems in the workplace but that is very common Uh, definitely speak up reach out and if you see someone where it seems like you know they're not as joyful as they maybe used to be not as chipper quote unquote not doing things that they you know used to do ask question check in sometimes that's all it takes someone just being uh, inquisitive with sympathy sincere sympathy just saying that's the same thing really just asking questions are you all right how are things going problems on the job you eating okay sleeping up just you know basic questions and if they really are hurting and you all have that connection they will chat and they might you can let them know hey you can drop me an email you can drop me an email you can drop me a voice message you can call let me know I got I got your back. It didn't have to be that whole, you know, hug and fondle you and all that. But hey, let me know and I will respond 
I am here if you need someone to talk to that is very that's again the reason we have this broadcast so many non-white people said for years don't have a place to share with regards to racism on the job this tries to be at least one platform uh, is there anything else folks going to add Everybody satisfied for the day? See. Grand. Try and see if I can share a report on uh, Mr. Parker down in South Florida. Uh, Again, mental health. uh, Nobody, Dr. Welsing told us, nobody, if you are a victim of white supremacy classified as non-white, you, I, are not qualified for mental health. Again, why we should try and do our best to get this problem solved ASAP. But in the meantime, let's do as much as we can, getting quality rest where we can, get some extra. We don't need all the expired M&Ms, Funyuns, potato chips. It's summertime at least. Like, man, go to the farmer's market. Watermelon. Need that water. It's all hot and everything. Get hydrated. Get some honeydew, some cantaloupe, some grapes. Make a smooth. I told you, freeze that watermelon, especially if you've got a Vitamix. Freeze the watermelon, make a smoothie, put a little ginger in it, lime. Refreshing. Drink your water. Safety to all the folks uh, if you have to be outside uh, for any length of time, even if it's delivery driving, anything like that. Drink tons of water. Use your words. Request as much uh, safety precaution as you possibly can your life invaluable creator or sobriety would be best under conditions of white supremacy racism creator we ask that you help us remain patient with other black people victims of white supremacy we ask that you help us remain patient with ourselves remind us to demonstrate the highest levels of black self-respect at all times in all places each and every time we are in contact with another black person it has been time replace white supremacy with justice immediately no name calling no gossiping no throwaway offspring. Cow signing out. Thanks all for tuning in. Nigga, you so brainwashed. I'm a victim, What's your brother. Problem? You're a victim. Right. I'm up. a victim of 400 years of conditioning. Shut up. The man has programmed my conditioning. Mm-hmm. Even my conditioning has been conditioned. Ah.